Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, when your friends are all like, Oh my god, have you watched everything sometimes all in the one go? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen Normalish People? Have you seen it? Have you seen the Pet Shop Boys one? You know, the gays in the 80s. Have you seen it? Honestly, oh wow. I, I, was, I mean, have you seen it? Oh my god, you'll love it actually. The guy who's in it, he's, um, what's his name? He did that thing. And oh my god, anyway, you got to watch it. Well, you know when, you know when your friends do that? I instantly think, no, no, I don't want to see it now. Welcome back, friends, weirdos, lurkers, and listeners. You found your way back to the ATT pub. I'm Scotty, your host, as always. And you know what? You and I, we're in the same boat because neither you or I have any idea about what's about to unfold over the next 40 ish minutes. And I promise you one thing it will be time well spent. But before we go anywhere, let's make sure you've hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. And you've got a brew in hand because I tell you what, you might need it. On today's show, marital flatulence, a postcard from Istanbul, and gravy in a mug. For fuck's sake, more gravy in a fucking mug. Week in, week out, it's fucking gravy, this fucking gravy. I tell you what, Maya, I sit here, I listen to it. Does one of those fucking knobheads ask me how I am? Do they fuck? What do you mean they know how I am? Oh, oh, apparently you all know I'm fucking mental. Well, that I tell you what, Maya, it's lovely to see you two in the driving seat. Fucking hell. You thought these people were friends you were working with. My God, don't turn your back. Anyway, now, avid ATT supporters and stalkers will know we've been upping the antics on the social media this season. Our cat has been clipping their toenails and apparently bits of the show for your pleasure. We make these little snippets with the idea that you might share them with your pals because we'd like to make sure that we're opening up the pub to those that don't yet know that they need it. So I tell you what, do us a favour, head over to at after the tone POD on Instagram or Twitter and when you get a minute, give us a little bit of a share with your pals because I tell you what, it makes an incredible difference. Now, usually, weirdos, I would usually record this for you about 7am in the morning. Why? I I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think the Catholics call it self-flagulation. Um, but for a change, I thought, well, let's, you know, why not mix up a little bit? So I'm coming down the airwaves at tea time. I've got my tea in front of me, got a takeaway. It's lovely. I'm not going to tell you what I'm having because you're just a fucking bunch of nosy cunts. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and there's got to be some boundaries around here. <laughs> I love that my one boundary is what am I eating for my tea? <laughs> so we've had some lovely chats over the past few weeks. If you've just joined the party, we've been talking about working class joy, given and chosen names and beautiful memories of freezer food. So Maya, let's see where this lot want to take us to this week. Hi, Scotty. I'm Bronwyn. I am a new time listener and I just thought I would tell you about my husband's farts. So... My husband farts quite a lot at bedtime. It usually stinks, but I'm pretty chill about it. I accept it, crack a window, move on. The other day, I don't know what was wrong with us, but I was absolutely fucking raging with him. I went in the bedroom, it was stinking, and I was so angry. I was like, I can't live like this anymore. And I was raging all night, genuinely angry. The next day I was fine, and we had to laugh about it, but that in that moment... Oh, I could have killed him. Also, I should probably point out that, I mean, I can fart just as much as he can. So it's not like, don't feel sorry for me. (laughs) Bronwyn, welcome to the room. I feel like we went on an emotional journey there, to be fair, because you came in quite livid, but then you realised to yourself, come on, we all give it a good go, don't we? I tell you what, today I've been absolutely violent with it. I just pick up on the fact that you were like I'm a new time listener and so I thought I'd introduce myself by saying (laughs) I've got so many questions about your husband like what does your husband eat without this sounding like a GP consultation or you know FYI not a dietitian but I'm quite interested that it's like every night why does this podcast make me say what I'm about to say Maya I'm just wondering if there are some smells that (laughs) that make us angry you know, I wonder if the chemical makeup that evening actually did something chemically in your brain that made you angry. I'm just picking out that. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm sure somebody listening might be able to help us understand this a bit better. Hi, hey, Scotty in the pub. It's just mum here. Can you hear my um, sausages? Anyway, apart from sizzling sausages, I just wanted to chip in with the working class joy thing. Does anyone remember cup pops? Like when he used to like not have any ice lollies, so he would be like, oh, I know what to do. We'll have an experiment. You'd get a plastic cup and a bit of squash and stick a plastic spoon in there and chuck it in the freezer till the next day and it would just be the best thing in the world. Anyway, okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Justin, mum, lovely to have you back. Oh, I love the sound of a sizzling sausage. (laughs) Keep it together. Get your mind out of the gutters, please. Yes, I do remember the era of a shit lolly. Do you remember when that very toxic coloured juice came out? I can't say it for legal reasons because I'm about to say it was fucking hideous. I think at some point it turned children's skin like a funny colour because it had so many additives in it. We used to make ours with that. Yeah, because we thought, well, that's delicious. Now, this shit lolly phenomenon has been taken over by the posh parents, hasn't it? Oh, they're freezing kombucha this for Tarquin to have a fucking fizzy kombucha lolly. They're freezing fucking hummus. They're freezing baby chinos. 
Rose. I think that that is the gentrification of a shit lolly. I think you find best shit lolly ever made was the ones made with like nineteen p cola. Oh, excellent. Well, I've got to take a break because there's a police helicopter right over my house and it looks like they're actually looking in my gaff whilst I'm eating my tea. Fuck off! It's only a Penang curry. Hiya, Scotty and the gang. I'm sending this voice message from um, a hotel room in Istanbul. And yeah, I'm backpacking around Europe at the moment having a midlife crisis in my 30s and going into railing with all the 19-year-olds. And it's been really great having this podcast as my cuddle as I'm on sweaty trains, feeling lonely. I wanted to add to the uh, freezer fruit food discussion. Um, I turned vegetarian uh, when I was seven after watching Babe which shows um, the real sort of 90s influence to a lot of children, I think, that are now now adult vegetarians. And there were always these really sad um, corn chicken fillets that were oval-shaped. And I just remember my mum used to uh, make casseroles out of them. So you'd have, like, this really, really thin, runny, great, like... I guess it was a gravy, I don't really know, a broth. And these oval corn things, and then chunks of pineapple, chunks of red pepper, and chunks of onion in it, and that was called a casserole. My brother hated that meal and used to call it wet chicken. So yeah, that's my sort of 90s freezer food moment. Ah, the interrailer, I think we might call you. I think we're having a right first time caller little sesh here today, aren't we? Gorgeous. Istanbul, I don't know the sky above it. Honestly, I've never been into, I'm going to say it's in Turkey. I think it's in Turkey. It's in Turkey. Anyway, Istanbul, never been. Tell us what it's like interrailing. I fucking love a train. Not like that Francis, what's his face, Tory McGee. No, no, no. Like when I say I love a train, I love a train, and I've loved a train since day one, actually. Quite enjoy a train journey. It makes you feel special. It does feel posh, doesn't it, getting on a train? I remember the first fancy train I got on? It was a Pendolino. Yeah, up to here, up to Manchester, actually, to see my friend who was studying in the university at the time. Of course, I wasn't. But because I looked the same age, I was able to sneak into the halls. And I remember getting on that train thinking, this is the most extravagant thing I've done in my life. And that stayed with me because I've done interraining about three times. And I've only ever done it in my 30s. Like, students do it, don't they, on the gap year. Do you remember when people had gap years? Do you remember luxury? Do you remember softness? (laughs) Now, you're right. Babe spawned quite a lot of veganism, didn't it? I mean, it was technically vegan propaganda. And uh, that was the only difficult thing because veggie food around that time was shit. And I know that because I was a vegetarian around that time because I was, well, I was precocious. (laughs) I just wanted to annoy my family. And then I became a vegetarian later in life, in my early 20s. Later in life, who am I? And I was touring around about that time. And I remember going to Norwich of all places, as a vegetarian. And I said, have you got anything vegetarian? And they said to me two words, cheese roll. 
<laughs> and what arrived, I'll tell you what, was a roll with cheese in it. Was there a bit of butter in it? Was there a bit of salad? No, because evidently they think vegetarians can't eat anything apart from cheese and rolls. But yeah, it is coming on, on a lot bit, isn't it? You know, you've got all the fake, fake meaty, meaty meat now you don't get the era of like shit fake meat because my brother's a vegan now because he's also precocious <laughs> and i don't know who's one because it's also readily available to him i think there was a law there was a mystique about being a vegetarian when i was a vegetarian <laughs> you you seemed edgy do you know what i mean because you were like wow that person's like soaking chickpeas quite a lot aren't they because you couldn't even buy hummus in the shop do you remember when hummus came into the shop as a ready meal <gasps> god these children don't know they're born Hello, it's Hayley from Nottingham again. Um, again, a few points. First of all, that is not what I sound like. That's my nervous, uh, hello everybody, voice. It me, common as fuck. Um, so yeah, this is me. And yeah, unfortunately, somebody does have to live there. Uh, <laughs> roast potatoes, okay. My partner is the biggest roast potato connoisseur that there ever could be. So now... I make the best roast potatoes in the world, cook them in with the meat, none of that dry roasting with oil bollocks, in with the meat, they have to be cooked for fucking hours. Personally, I think they look burnt, but he absolutely adores them. They're amazing. Hopefully, I've won, won back a few points, because, quite frankly, this is all I have in my life. The children, they can... Fuck off for a bit. Six weeks, driving me mad. Partner, we're hanging on by thread. After the tone is my joy in life. <laughs> oh, Hayley, you've got all the points back. Okay, 10 points. You're back to the average of 10 points. Well done, Hayley and Nottingham. I just really love the honesty. Being like, <laughs> the partner can go fuck off. The kids are getting on my fucking tits. You're my only hope. Listen, I feel exactly the same. <laughs> you and me both. But listen, I really like the sound of these roast potatoes. Please do send us a picture via the internet on the Instagram or the Twitter at After the Tone POD. Would absolutely love to see it. I would actually love to run a roast potato competition because I know you think your one is a roast potato connoisseur, but I'll tell you how much of a connoisseur I am, right? I went out last night for a roast. With him indoors and the NHS one. Very modern setup. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. We all sit around. We all eat with each other. We're all nice to each other. Who could believe it? Now, as we're ordering, him indoors goes to me, you can add extra roast potatoes. I said, I know. I've already done it. He said, would you like to share? I looked at him like, I don't know what, actually. I thought, you are lucky I didn't just fucking throw this table at you and say, get the fuck out of this restaurant. Share a roast potato. You know what bugs me the most about going out for a roast? Three roast potatoes. Uh, uh, do you know what? I would rather they just give me a plate of spuds, right? Salted absolutely to the max. Maybe, you know, a bit of a stuffing ball in there if I'm feeling, you know, fancy. And just on your last bit, about how you cook them. Well, Hayley, don't be so judgmental because some of us like to be dry roasted. <laughs> Hello, Scotty and everyone in the pub. So I think there's an ambulance about to go. Oh my God, I've started this on the busiest fucking road. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> maybe I should hang up in person. Actually, yeah. 
right, let's try this again. Where's Scotty? And everyone in the pub. Um, yeah, I was just, I might, I'm an episode behind, so I've just um, listened to the lovely, the gorgeous man who's just a man. I'm sure everybody else is just a parent. sympathise with the fact that you become a parent of a little person and um, everyone's fucking lame. 99% of the people, well, 99% of the people that you meet in life anyway are fucking boring, aren't they? But, God, especially the mum groups, like the toddler mum groups, baby mum groups. God, how gorgeous would it be if we just had, like, a group for the just the mums? Like, where you could actually just, you know, be a normal fucking human being, normal, you know what I mean? Just be yourself. Sometimes you don't want a support network that's dressed in... Bowden and the white company from Georgia Adsa and just dull. Maybe sometimes you want to talk about other shit rather than, you know, whatever, boring crap. Um, also, love the idea of gravy and pasta and probably going to recreate that the next time over. Secondly, with the gravy chat, I don't understand your hatred. Like, legit, do not understand your hatred. It's fucking great. One time I had really bad wisdom teeth and it coincided with Christmas. I know. Oh, I couldn't eat anything without being excruciating pain, but don't worry. Got through it by having a mug of gravy as my Christmas dinner. And you know what? It was oh, life saving. I could just drink gravy, I could just spoon it like a soup. What's your beef with it? I just don't understand. It's fucking great. What happened with the gravy? It's like, I think maybe you just haven't had a good gravy. Like, the amount you're against it. God, love what you do. Love this space so much. I can't even say it. It's such a comfort. Just such a comfort. So homely. Um, and thank you, Scotty, and the rest of the team for everything that you do. Oh, bless you. Hello, babe. Welcome to the room. I do really enjoy that the last couple of episodes have been commandeered by what I want to call the right sort of mums. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the decent ones. (laughs) Not the ones that want to do fucking baby yoga and tell me all about it. (laughs) You know, the ones who are probably just throwing fish fingers at their kids and be like, fucking eat it and shut up. Leave me alone. You know, because it's just real, isn't it? That's much more of a real life experience, I guess. And I think that's what parents or non-parents, those of us who have alternative families, different sorts of families, those of us who are individuals, you know, all of the people that make up this beautiful pub, this community, this thing, this centre where we all sort of come together. We're all on the outside of everything, aren't we? But we're on the outside of other things. Anyway, I'm I'm not going to be philosophical. I'll stop being that one. Now, my beef with gravy. Let me see if I can fucking make this any more fucking clearer. Is the gravy that people make here, okay, in this country of the England Shire, is... Oh, I'm bringing a burp. Is... Just instant coffee beef flavour, isn't it? It's just people who have got, you know, like, oh, it's just hideous. It's just like kettley water, instant coffee shite. And it's horrible. And I'm not saying that, like, people who are, like, whacking a bit of meat juice in it are superior or doing it any better. Because they're not. It's just too wet. 
I want gravy that is so thick I'm attracted to it. <laughs> I didn't sort of mean that, but, you know, if the slipper fits, that's why I don't like the gravy. And I hope we can put that to rest now, please. Oh, that's lovely. It's just having a bit of spring roll. Mm. Listen, don't go anywhere. Sit down, actually. Shut the fuck up. Because, still to come, working class joy in a £50 banger. Trying to be a fine thing. <laughs> a reminder to return your library books and a crocheted cock. Now, next week's a holiday show. Yes, that's right. I'm coming live from Malaga in south of Spain. Very exciting. The show will sound a bit like it used to in the olden days. You know, it's going to be sound a bit lo-fi because, well, you just can't get a fucking package allowance. My God, if I was to bring this microphone and all the bits and bobs with me, it cost me about four grand through it. I might as well not go on the fucking holiday. I'd love to make it holiday special because it would just be nice to sort of like wrap each other up in a sort of proverbial beach towel, wouldn't it? And just like share some stories and some gossip and have a giggle. So I'm wanting to hear you talk bits of the lingo. What can you say in different languages? Keep it clean. No, actually don't. (laughs) I want to know uh, which other cultures you've enjoyed, the differences you have observed. Maybe you're still interrelating person, you want to get in contact with us. Any niche knowledge of places that you've been to. You know, I've got a lot to say about my time in Finland, to be honest. So you know what to do. Open up the WhatsApp and throw us a voice note to this number. 0788-200-3420. Patreon friends this week saw a lovely introduction to our lovely Maya. Um, And this week, uh, the call that we couldn't fit in, but we really wanted to make sure that you heard, it's from lovely Simone in Leeds, talking about Northerners' ideas of what Southern accents are it's beautiful please come over to us join us get all the gossip get all the access to the backstage content patreon.com forward slash after the tone got a dm slide as well this week i know it's been a while this one says i resigned today my bosses are cunts they paid me two months to instantly leave i win uh, remember the dms are always open at after the tone pod for those moments that you probably shouldn't put your voice to hi scotty um and producer deb Tim and Kat and Maya um, and everyone else. Hope you're all well. Um, It's Clara calling here. Um, I'm just out on my evening walk and I just walked past someone and they very politely said hello to me and I replied with good morning. So, oh, and it's um, 23 minutes past eight in the evening. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd like to say this sort of thing doesn't happen to me very often, but it really does, so I don't even feel that embarrassed by it. Anyway, um, I just wanted to call in because I have been listening to all of the episodes um, from the beginning again. <laughs> so I'm on my second way through because something I find really comforting is revisiting shows, podcasts, TV shows, films that I um, enjoy and find comforting. And at the moment, I just feel like I need that in my life um I don't know I don't know if anyone else does it but yeah I could literally watch my favorite comedy show for example from start to finish and then just restart again anyway you were asking about any hobbies we have um it may have been an episode that you put out during lockdown um and one of the things that really got me through lockdown um including food obviously was crocheting um so yeah, I got really into crocheting. I made loads of random shit. Um, I made a jumper, 
I made a blanket, I made several blankets. I made a soft woolen penis. Well, we had to cancel her handy because of lockdown. And I felt she needed some penis paraphernalia. You know, the tacky sort of shit that you get. Don't want her to miss out on that. So I sent her a woolly crochet penis. So yeah, that's my hobby. Um, I hope you're all well um, and keeping safe and keeping well. Yeah, see you soon. Oh, Clara, I tell you what, I like it when people say hello to each other. I know it can be quite nerve-wracking for people in public space. And of course, some people have invisible disabilities that mean that they can't perhaps hear you or recognise you, or maybe they feel too scared to respond, of course. But I do like, you know, particularly an early morning cycle, I'm always the one, I'm always, hello, hello, good morning, good morning, good morning. I think it sets the right tone. And I tell you what, if I had seen you at court past eight and you said good morning to me, I thought, well, this is a person that needed to someone to say hello to <laughs> do you know what I mean I think fuck it as well do you know what I mean it's so it's so traditionalist isn't it to say things at a certain time fuck it you say good evening in the morning fuck it be avant-garde now I also find comfort in the familiarity of re-watching things over and over again there's something really joyous and almost sedating is that the word I want? It feels like very comfortable. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to about to approach you. Particularly when the mentals, for me, are at their highest. And I've got to be careful about triggers and what might, you know, set me off and scare me. Particularly what might induce fear into me. Knowing what you're going to watch is really helpful. And I'll tell you... <laughs> i tell you the thing that I'm absolutely obsessed with. And I could watch this over and over again. I could do some of the songs for you if you liked. It's a children's, <laughs> a children's television programme called Horrible Histories. Now, it's been on telly for about 10 years. And, I mean, I'm a big avid like history fan and I like kind of weird bizarre bits of history particularly social history which this program does really beautifully really well and because it's a children's program everything is suitable for a you category <laughs> so it's really nice and easy there's always a number in it do you know what I mean so yeah I totally get this familiarity and I'd, I'd love to know what other people return to what feels like comforting for people because I tell you what my mum will watch some of the most horrific films ever made over and over again just because she likes a good cry Anyway, about this crocheted cock, <laughs> I was very risky sending that in the post with what the post's like nowadays. I mean, did it arrive? <laughs> Has it spawned a business? Are you doing mail order? <laughs> Let us know. Hi, Scotty and crew um, and everyone in the pub. It's Rachel. Um, I just wanted to chime in on the working class joy chat. It's... Yeah, it's been really, really good to, to listen to. It's something that I think we, we definitely need to, to celebrate more. But it reminded me of something that me and my, my siblings always laugh about and fondly remember we spent all of our sort of childhood memories um, sort of driving to Wales, my mum driving to Wales in like a banger, like a £50 banger that she always seemed to have a new one every year because, of course, they wouldn't last. Not really knowing where we're going getting to the beach, spending all day on the beach with these really, really smelly egg butties. Sand would be getting in the egg butties. They wouldn't, wouldn't taste great. But no matter where we went, even if we went, they got the train all the way down to Cornwall, the egg butties would come out. And it's just something that we, we, still, we still laugh about. 
Oh, Rachel, thank you so much, because that has just really spurred a lot of joy for me. There's something quite joyful about a gritty sandwich, isn't there? I mean, it's hideous, and by the time you're eating them, the bread has curled up, it's vile. But there's something quite romantic about that idea. And it got me thinking, I was really glad you say that you and your siblings like reflect on this with real joy. And it got me just thinking about, I guess, reflection, and being able to look back and perhaps looking back but from a slightly different experience I'm talking about my experience here with enough now and there's something like sad looking back at the invention that my parents had to put into things to make them feel great and gorgeous and luxurious and exciting I don't really know where I'm going with that one apart from just like in that moment, there is so much joy. There is so much like excitement about what is around the next corner in Wales <laughs> and eating those shit picnics. And I wish like it was, I was able to like harness and hold on to that without the reflection of how hard my fucking parents were having to work to kind of get that to us and to give that to us. And the appreciation and the sort of empathy that I feel for them as well. I wonder if there's a way of like holding both of those things at the same time instead of just always holding the grief. Rachel, thanks so much. Well, I've been waiting for one of these for a very long time. It's time for a 10 second confession. 10 second confession. Oh my. The first time I let someone put it up my bum, the next day I shut myself in Leon, somewhere in London. And um, now I can't go into Leon without thinking about poo that looks like Marmite. <laughs> oh, well. oh, I love you lots so much. If you, if you want to. Oh, God, we've all been there. If you want to annul your sins, you know what to do. Pick up the blower, send me a confession. Hi, Scotty and the gang. It's uh, Grey here. It's my first time calling and I've been listening for a little while now. You asked about changing names and you can probably guess that Grey is not my given name. I didn't really choose it because of the colour, but um, it does kind of annoy me when people say, especially being in Manchester, uh, people say that it's such a grey day in a really negative way. And I would love for there to be some nicer associations with the colour. But it mostly was a nickname from before and I liked the way it sounded. Didn't really think it through that my dad is called Graham and that his sisters call him grey. So now there's two of us. But um, what I will say to round it off is that I was initially named after a horse slash my nan, my great nan, and uh, she was originally called Gertrude and she changed her name to something that suited her better. Thank fuck I wasn't originally called Gertrude. But um, I like to think that I am honouring her spirit by changing my name to something that fits me better. So yeah, thanks everyone. Oh, great. Thank you for walking into the pub. And I tell you what, I get so excited when people from Manchester walk in because 
dear listener, you know, I live in Manchester and I just find it fascinating. Well, A, I find it fascinating that people listen to this and people calling in from here, there and everywhere, but also people down the road calling in who I've never met. So I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I get very excited by that premise. I am genuinely, I know I should say this more often, but I, I genuinely get so hyped that, you know, like new people start to emerge from different places. There was something that you were talking about here that sort of really touched me about, you know, and now both you and your parent uh, have a sort of shared similar name or similar, you know, like sounding name. It made me think about my relationship with my dad, I guess, because we're very culturally different. We're very politically different. I'd, just, I'd say I mean, we're both on the same side, but we're both in very different spaces of the same side. And I also, I think like, queerness really differentiates me from not only my dad but but the rest of the immediate family as well and that that immediately makes me different and I wish there was something like that that sort of gave us a bit of common ground and that isn't to say that my relationship with my dad is awful or fractured or you know needs repair I think sometimes those sort of identifiers can be of use and I wonder if it's been of use to you I am named after my granddad and my granddad is named after his dad and I wonder if people might want to call up about shared identity you know being being named by somebody after somebody for better or worse great thank you for coming in and spurring this conversation hi Scotty and all the ATT crew Long time listener, first time caller. Um, I just had to stop the podcast because in your mentions, somebody, um, what was it, handed a book in or handed a book back and you joked that it might be a library book and it just made me remember that I've got two, not just one, but two library returning books stories that I think are kind of funny. So, first one, I think I'm about primary school age and, um, you know, the library was an amazing place. You know, for somebody who grew up common as muck, there weren't loads of books in my house. Like, my mum didn't have any books. So, found the library, borrowed some books. Brilliant. Loved it. For some reason, just didn't bother to return them. I feel like this mustn't have been through school. It must have been, like, off my own back. Otherwise, school would have made me do it and I was really good at school. Um, Anyway... Basically, it took so long to return them that one day there was a knock at our door and, you know, when you're common as well, like that fear of people being at the door wanting things. And it turns out that actually it was awful because there was a man standing there with a black plastic bag and he said, you've got our library books, you need to put them in this bag now. Oh my God, the fear. Like, so I obviously just had to run up to my bedroom, get the books, put them in the bag. And I seem to remember he had a really stern face as well, which is quite funny that he was like this um, debt collector for like nine-year-olds with books. Thanks, bye. <laughs> LTL FTC badge winging its way to you. There was so much, as you can imagine, within this call that I was like, yep, 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 yep. It's very true. If you grow up in a common household, there's usually only two books in the ass. One, which is the dictionary, so you're able to spell things. (laughs) And the other one is a (laughs) catalogue. I would spend hours going through that catalogue being like, I want that toy. I want that toy. Circling things, hoping someone would see it. (laughs) 
that knock at the door, I have spoken about that. People who have seen my solo show class will also know it's a big part of that show where I talk about the absolute dread of someone knocking at the door. Because posh people who are listening to this, you might not understand this, but the the only reason you would answer the door as a kid was if you knew who was at the door. Like, the, most working class kids are trained that when the door knocks... <laughs> When the door knocks, you dive on the floor and you're able to turn off the telly with your toe. <laughs> just because you never know who it's going to be. It could be the TV license man, could be the catalogue man looking for the money that you're supposed to pay. Or, in this case, it could be the library. <laughs> Lovely to have you. Now, just before I go, I have been sent something in the post by Maya. I, I, I don't fucking know. I tell you what, these fucking producers, it's sausages one week. Well, who the fuck knows what's in this envelope? Anyway, it says, do not open until podcast turn over. <laughs> Johns be a fine thing. It says, <laughs> to keep track of your keys and to ensure that no one mistakes your name as a type of whiskey, kiss, kiss, kiss. P.S. My Welsh mother spelt Maya with an I, so I've spent a good while as a Maria, a Mia, a Maya, a, Mer- a Moira. <laughs> God, you've had them all, but no keyring in sight now. Let me open this. Oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. <gasps> oh my God, it's my own specially embroidered key thing. <laughs> seemed such a child it's got my name on it and it's spelt correctly oh <laughs> oh okay no no it's it's just it's just a key ring that says scott on it and someone with a felt tip pen <laughs> has put two e's on the end well fuck that i can go into the corner <laughs> so is something there st- stirred your thinking is there something that you want to respond to the number to voice note is in the description come and join the party shout out to our patreon pals remember we've got bonus content over there that we couldn't fit in over here also give us a hello on at after the tone pod next time is the holiday especiales so get me those calls but for now from me deb tim cat and producer Meyer in the hot seat adios hasta luego ATT This Week is produced by Maya Miller-Lewis, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Digital Producer Kat Prill, Executive Producer Debbie Kilbride. After the Tone is a Debbie production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.